You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Guys, I'm back. The funny thing is, is you probably didn't even know I was gone anywhere because we had shows rolling out scheduled while I was on maternity leave. But today is my first day back to the mic in two months and it feels dang good. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. Hey, here is something really fun that we're going to do today. It's going to be very different, okay? Life obviously looks extremely different from last time I was right here in the same place. I have a lot less time on my hands, a lot more love in my arms with my little guy Maddox. And guys, I don't really get to be here in this space with you very often, if I can be completely honest. We used to, just a behind the scenes of Behind the Bliss, batch record episodes, which means that we'd have guests scheduled out basically back to back for an entire day or two days, and we would get two months worth of shows recorded right there in that same spot. And obviously, life just looks a lot different, like I said. To just schedule out two days back to back interviews takes so much out of me. It already did, but would emotionally take out so much more right now that it's just not very feasible. So the team sat down and we decided that yes, we're going to still move forward with different episodes with interviews of women that I love and adore and look up to, but there's also going to be a few of these kind of shows sprinkled in between. I hope you're not upset because these kind of shows are going to be the kinds I have a feeling might become your favorites. Why? Well, it's because I'm just going to be sharing a lot of things of my life that I think that you would also love to hear about that might help you. Different tips and tricks and advice that I have up my sleeve that I have been given by other incredible women that I'm just going to directly give to you. Today's conversation, let me just preface and say, is not a ladylike conversation. It's not one that you're probably going to want to listen to with someone in the car that you're not very comfortable with. If you are listening with somebody else, not one you're probably going to want to listen to on speaker around other people that, again, you're not very comfortable with listening to uncomfortable things around. We're going to talk about all the things during pregnancy, labor, and birth, postpartum life that I and you guys too had zero clue happened. Like no one told us these things until I got on Instagram a few weeks ago and I asked you, I said, hey, there's a lot of things I'm experiencing and I'm thinking to myself, why did no one tell me about this part? They're not in the movies. You don't hear about them in birth classes, which by the way, I didn't really take a lot of birth classes because of the pandemic, COVID, all the things we couldn't gather in spaces and they weren't online. So learned a lot of it just by it happening to me, honestly. And my friends didn't really tell me about these things. I just kind of had to experience them firsthand. And don't get me wrong. I don't think it's like malicious or people mean to not tell you these things. I just think we all forget about those small details after the fact, but they don't seem so small when they're happening to us in the moment. So I asked my sister friends on Instagram, like I said, to share some of the things that they wish they knew before it happened to them. And I rounded up all the responses. We're going there, friends. We are going there. Because what are big sisters for, right? If you are pregnant, let me first tell you, welcome. It is a journey and everyone's pregnancy looks completely different. Same with labor. Everyone's labor story has something different, a part of it. Everyone's birth story looks a little bit different as well. And you guessed it, your postpartum walk will not look like your friends. So whenever I tell you these things that happen to my friends that 
shared with me their experiences on Instagram, and I share some of my experiences with you. By no means does this mean that it's a guidebook and it will definitely happen. It's just some things that, like I said, we don't really think about. We don't know about. No one tells us about until we find ourselves in that very moment. And I want to shed some light on them, not to scare you, not to freak you out and not to make you not want this. I just want to shed some light on it because one, it's freaking hilarious. Like no one tells you, I'm just going to spoiler alert that you will literally wet the bed with how much sweat you are sweating in your postpartum journey. No one told me that. Two, it's because our bodies are amazing. And some of these things don't make sense until they make sense. And you're like, oh, that's why fill in the blank happens. So cool, right? And then three, I just want you to feel met in your mess. It's what we say around here. Like I said, I didn't know these things happened until I was experiencing them and it freaked me out. Googled it, which pause, do not Google anything during your pregnancy, labor, birth, delivery, postpartum. It's just not a good idea. Call a friend, just call a friend because I was freaking myself out with some things I was finding online. Nonetheless, I'm sharing these with you just to open up this can of worms so that, yeah, you feel met where you are. You think, hmm. Maybe I am a little bit more normal than I thought I was because these happen to a lot more people than just you, friend, and you are doing great. And this is just for our friends listening that are super curious about what postpartum labor delivery pregnancy life is like. What I noticed about all the different responses that came in is that there were so many repetitions, like so much so that I, yes, have a very pretty lengthy list, but they all kind of go together. We are just going to start reading them off. And whenever I say verbatim, these are literally going to be quoted from you guys because y'all are hilarious. And some of these, the phrasings like made me cackle so hard. So, all right. First one, someone said, prepare more for how to breastfeed than just after labor and delivery. And can I get an A, men? Breastfeeding journey has been so interesting. Um, Never knew my nipples would get so big. I said it. I said it. It hurts. It really does at first, at least for me. And I had to use a nipple shield. And let me just speak to the nipple shield for a second. If you don't know what it is, you have permission to Google that. Um, It's basically like a hmm, silicone thing that goes over your nipple to protect, but then also help the baby latch. If their mouth is too small, if your nipple's too small, or your nipples are maybe flat or inverted or whatever, who knew, like, didn't have the boobs to breastfeed. But I desired to breastfeed, so they gave me a nipple shield. Which hindsight, being 2020, I should have declined the nipple shield because my baby, for the longest time, like Maddox just weaned off of it. And it was the most patience asking process I have maybe ever gone through. It just was, I wouldn't say a disaster, just was not what I was anticipating. Having like plastic in between me and my baby while we're breastfeeding, you have to clean them. You have to keep up with them. They're really small. Like if you go somewhere without them and they try to breastfeed, they cannot latch without it. So you have to teach them. It's just a whole thing. But besides the nipple shield, y'all, there's so much to breastfeeding that like no one talks about. You can get engorged if your milk comes in too fast. You have too much supply, which can lead to mastitis, which is basically boob flu. Look it up. Or you can have difficulties with your supply. You have to switch back and forth between both sides or else like one boob will produce more milk than the other one. Like some people are cool with it in public. Some people aren't. It's just a whole thing. So yes, I agree that we need to prepare more for how to breastfeed than just after labor and delivery. Amen. Okay, someone else said how morning sickness can last longer than just the morning time. And let me add that morning sickness is also not a first trimester thing. 
it can definitely be a third trimester thing. So I felt incredible my whole pregnancy. Everyone would be like, oh man, like, are you sick? And I remember saying, no, I feel great. And then probably around week 37, week 36, maybe. No, wait, it was earlier than that. Yes, because I went home for my birthday. I went to South Carolina to visit friends and family. I was supposed to fly back to Mississippi, obviously the last day I was there. And I woke up the night before and did not feel well. I thought it was gas or something because that happens too. And I went over to a friend's house, was watching The Bachelor, and I just told her, I was like, can I just, like, undo my pants and take off my bra? Like, I do not feel well. She's like, oh, girly, what's wrong? Marissa, if you're listening to this, let's just LOL. Um, I ended up throwing up in her guest bathroom. It was awful. It was awful. When you're getting sick with a belly around, like, your third trimester, it's very much so more uncomfortable than maybe if you had gotten sick in your first trimester. So let me just say morning sickness can definitely be in the afternoon. It can definitely be in your third trimester. Like you may or may not throw up and it is a-okay. Someone else said how bad your back may hurt. Um, Check out chiropractic care. Ask your doctor, consult them for sure. But like I went to chiropractic care, loved it. It helped me a ton, especially with my, um, I had like sciatic nerve, like was being pinched in my hip. Yikes. Someone else said how anxious you may feel before walking into appointments. Yeah, especially with COVID. Thomas was never allowed to go to appointments with me. I I take that back. He actually could go to like my first appointment and then my 20-week appointment when we had the anatomy scan. But other than that, it was just me. And every time before I walked in there, like my heart was beating so fast. So I'm with you, friend. Yeah. Someone said the god-awful pressing on your stomach every hour for 12 hours after delivery. Was not prepared for that. Yes, sis, me neither. (laughs) Imagine someone just like taking an elbow, like a wrestling, like ready to go elbow to your uterus every hour for 12 hours after delivery to make sure there's no like blood clots and stuff. And apparently it's to make sure your uterus is taking back shape. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, that was awful, especially because you're cramping after pregnancy or after delivery, which also no one told me about. Someone said half of my hair would fall out when my babe was three months old. Yikes. Yeah, I have not experienced postpartum hair loss yet. I'm adding the yet because I'm finding like more and more hairs in the shower and in my hair brush and like could be the fact that I have a two month old like death gripping my hair every day. Could also be the fact that my hormones are kind of whack. But yeah, I've heard definitely postpartum hair loss too. Um, I actually have a few friends that have shared their postpartum hair loss story and some things that helped them. So I'm going to link that in the show notes for sure. Um, Someone else said contractions continue after birth and just all the soreness of postpartum. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if y'all have ever ridden a bike, like cycled, like take a cycling class. Maybe you have a Peloton at home. Maybe you just have ridden a bicycle and like you get off in the next day. It's like you hurt down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that times 100 and then like down your thighs and like up your belly button, like up to your rib cage. I don't know how to explain it. Just like everything is sore. I mean, obviously it's been through a little bit, of, been through a little bit of drama. Um, and then contractions. Yeah. I remember this is probably TMI. Um, we did not tell this in our birth story. So y'all get the dirty. Um, I popped Maddox out literally. And then, um, my doctor, I was prepared for this because I had an amazing doula and she walked me through like what would happen during delivery. Um, and so, just, I don't know if you know this, but after you deliver the baby, you have to deliver the placenta, which is like the sack of nutrients it's been eating from the whole time. My doctor looked at me. He was like, okay, you feel that pressure? And he was trying to get me to like 
push my placenta out. And I was like, yep, it's my placenta. I'm ready to go. And he was like, okay, yeah, girl, let's go. And he like, he was like, all right, one, two, three. And apparently those are, can sometimes be like difficult to birth as well. And no, your girl had no problem. I just was like, I'm ready to get this thing out of me. Um, and so that could be why the contractions are weird, but I'm adding my own thing. No one told me about, but my doula did. So maybe someone hasn't told you about the placenta part yet. Someone said the fourth trimester is a real thing. Absolutely. The first three months of your baby's life is like the fourth trimester is what people call it because you're just figuring things out and you don't know what the hecky you are doing. People like pretend like they know what they're doing or they fake it till they make it literally, but you just start trying to follow your gut, figure it out, take a shower, brush your teeth, eat some Doritos every once in a while. Like it's very much a real thing. (laughs) I'm with you. Oh, someone said it's normal to shake uncontrollably after an epidural. You're not seizing, sis. Yeah, I shook like crazy, but I will say mine was not for my epidural. Mine was like the moment the first nurse walked in for like my COVID test when I got there, I was like shaking. So I think mine was definitely anxiety. (laughs) Maybe not like it was not medical. I just was like freaking out. So every time a doctor walked in the room, I'd start shaking again. And I shook a lot after pushing. I told y'all we're going to go there. We are going there today. Someone else mentioned the round ligament pain. I didn't know what this was until I actually became pregnant. And it's basically where like your ligaments that stretch around like your abdominal area, they obviously have to grow when your baby's growing and everything is stretching. And so when they start stretching, it just, it hurts. I don't know how else to describe it. It just hurts. Uh, someone else said postpartum night sweats. We mentioned that for sure. Absolutely. I literally woke up one night. TMI drenched in sweat. And when I say drenched in sweat, I mean, I was like laying in a pool of my own sweat, could have used towels to clean it up, had to change the sheets, had to like strip off my pajamas, still had beads of sweat on my chest. Very weird, very weird. And I asked my doctor about it. She said it's because this is one of the ways that your body gets rid of the fluid. So yeah, if you are swollen, during pregnancy or after pregnancy, then by all means, just get ready. And then even if you're not necessarily swollen, it's it's a hormone thing. It's just a hormone thing. So what we did to help was obviously keep the fan on. Um, poor Thomas was like freezing. It was frigid in our house. It was basically Antarctica. We kept it at like 65 degrees. I'm not kidding. And I was still having to sleep with like the comforter off of me because I was so hot. But for real, buy more uh, sheet sets if that makes sense, like just have tons of sheets clean and ready to go so that if you need to change them the next morning really easily, like you don't have to wait for your sheets to wash and then dry. And then you know the drill, like you forget to move them over to the dryer and then it's 10 o'clock at night, you're ready to get in bed and then your sheets are still off your bed. <laughs> Has anyone else been there? It's the worst. And especially when you have a newborn and you have to like crawl into bed quietly and all the things. So keep extra clean sheets on hand. I have my favorite sheets ever from Amazon. I'm going to link in the show notes because they are so lit and very cheap. I think like a king size sheet set is also sheet set, sheet set, sheet set, sheet set. That's a very hard thing to say. Um, the king size sheet set is 37 ish dollars. I want to say I'm guessing, but it's around there. Like it's very, very affordable. Um, so if you want to keep a few of those on hand, by all means, like buy a few, keep them clean, keep them in your linen closet. And if you're listening and you have a friend that's pregnant, you know, like one of the coolest things 
that I think you could do for them is buy them sheet sets and have them like clean and ready to go. Just bring them over to them in a bag. If you visit them, offer to change their sheets for them because night sweats are a thing. And with night sweats, someone else mentioned postpartum body odor. Yeah, that's because you're sweating a lot, sis. You're going to sweat a lot. Um, Breastfeeding will take a while to figure out. Yes, for sure mentioned that. Someone else said how emotional you'll be after baby comes. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to share a story with you guys. You're going to think I'm nuts. So, so came home from the hospital. Obviously, you're just like crying a lot. There's lots of hormones going everywhere. It's trying to regulate. Your body's doing the best it can, but sometimes your emotions get put on the back burner. Don't let them get put on the back burner. Like, talk about how you're feeling for sure. Um, Because other people mentioned postpartum postpartum crying, baby blues, how rough the end of pregnancy was, like postpartum depression is real. People felt so alone and guilty. And like, you can see this pattern. Talk about your emotions. Um, And then you're going to cry over things that are really important and are legitimate to cry about. And then other things that are legitimate to cry about, but maybe less important. Like for me, when I was so swollen, my feet were three size bigger than they needed to be. Not in length, in height, people. Yes, the height of my feet were like two or three inches higher because of this swelling we talked about. And so I came home, which is like so overwhelmed about how swollen my legs were. And um, my mom was like, they'll go down, they'll go down. Just like keep elevating them, ice them, like just treat them very kindly. And I was like, all right, got this. Well, two days after you give birth, I don't know if you know this, you go back for a basically like a consult with your doctor or a pediatrician or um, lactation consultant at the hospital or at your doctor's office to make sure your baby's doing great. Well, I literally had not only I didn't fit into my clothes, I didn't fit into any shoes I owned. None, none of them. I mean, I'm talking, I didn't fit into tennis shoes. I didn't fit into flip flops. This was in March, so it was still really cold. Didn't even fit into my Uggs, y'all. And I just remember sobbing my eyes out <laughs> in my glider in the nursery. Well, I was feeding Maddox because I couldn't fit in any of my shoes and I didn't know what I was going to wear to this dang appointment. And it eventually came down to me having to wear my mother's slippers to the appointment. Yep. I cried the hard about those slippers and having to wear them. So sis, you have permission to cry. Maybe crying in tears is another great way to get the fluid out. <laughs> so just keep on crying. Someone else said the hemorrhoids. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, someone else said the anxiety around the first postpartum poop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's because you just like pushed out another object from your body and then now you're about to push out another object from your body. And although they are different, they feel the same and the trauma is still there. So it's like, you got to push one thing out, you got to push the other thing out. And you're like, I'm not pushing, period. Not pushing, not pushing. Especially because of hemorrhoids or there's no fun. Why am I talking about this on my podcast? Oh my. My friends are probably texting me right now like, Rachel, shut up. This is, <laughs> this is too much. But hey, I really do. I want to share this with you. Hey sis, if this is you, um, or you're afraid of this, uh, stool softeners, take the stool softeners they give you. Like, take as many stool softeners as they allow you to have, basically. Um, drink a lot of water for real. It's all down to, like, being hydrated. Three, for the hemorrhoids, use a tux, tux pads, I think that's what they're called. They're great. Amazing. Um, they have, like, tons of witch hazel in them. It's gonna heal you right up. And as far as, like, the anxiety poop, like, just, yeah, it's just gotta happen. And it's really not as bad as you think it's gonna be. I promise. Promise you. Ooh, this is a really good one, and I'm glad someone mentioned this because I've heard it a lot of times before. She said, it's okay to not feel an instant bond with your baby. I thought I was a bad mom. Pause. 
y'all, this is true. You're going to hear stories about how people lay the baby on the chest and they have instant connection. And then because that's such an overwhelming story that everyone talks about and it's such a glorious kind of moment that you look forward to, if you end up being the mom that in fact does not feel that way, you are not a bad mom. You are still created for that baby. It is a dramatic life change. I mean, like the drama, just everything happens at once. And it's okay for you to feel like, hey, I just need a few times, a few moments, a few days, weeks, months. Hey, that's totally okay too, to get to know this baby because it's a human. You're basically like meeting a stranger that you've thought you've known this whole time. You finally get to meet them. They might be different than you expected. They might cry a lot. That might be frustrating season for you. Have grace for yourself and the expectations that you set going into this because you might be the person that doesn't feel the connection and that is a-okay. We're humans in relationship. We have to take time to get to know one another. And so just look at your baby when they cry instead of getting frustrated. Tell them, I'm getting to know you. I want to know you. I'm studying you. I cannot wait to know the person that you're becoming and that who you are and all who you are. And in those moments are the moments I think you're going to feel the connection. Also, science says, and everyone will tell you, but it's so true, skin to skin, like strip off your shirt, take off the shirt of the baby, literally have the baby lay on your chest. This is great for the dad too, because I think we talk about bonding with baby as mothers, but I think the bond with babies with fathers is also so very different because they don't get the experiences we do of birthing them, carrying them, but then even like feeding them and having those moments. So make sure that your husbands or your partners are getting that skin to skin as well, because that's, that's really cool for them to do. All right. Another really weird one. Someone says when your water breaks, it doesn't just stop. Dot, dot, dot. It's weird. Dot, dot, dot. Keeps flowing. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It's very weird. I actually had my water broken and I didn't have it break naturally. Again, with the TMI, I'm just going to go there. The man came in with a freaking crochet hook, it looked like, and he was about to go and break my water. And I was like, whoa, 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 what is happening? How does this work? Because I like information. And he told me and I should never have asked. Thomas watched actually vomit. And I asked him later, I was like, what what was it like? He's like, I'll tell you later. I will tell you later. But it's like literally water, just tons of water, but like murky water. And a lot of like blood too. And it just, yeah, it just keeps coming out. Like you think it's going to be like the movies, the quick splash on the ground kind of thing. No, it just keeps coming. It's just weird and gross. And it feels like you peed your pants and it's warm. And it's just all the things that I'm probably making you gag right now. So I'm just going to stop talking. Go to the next one. The next one says, which isn't much better. So sorry. Expect a lot of bleeding after. Yeah, it's true. Um, Can I give you a pro tip? Not because I'm a pro, but because a pro told me this. Um, I use Depends, like the diapers, instead of pads because it was so much easier to wear. They're way more comfortable, easier to change out. And I bought a big pack of them on Amazon and didn't even use like half of them. There's just a lot in that pack and I'm going to link them on um, the show notes as well. But for real, like Depends instead of pads, so much better and so much more better for like leak proof. 100%. So you will be wearing diapers, yes, because you bleed a lot afterwards. And then the last thing I'm going to mention, but it's certainly not least, is postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety are real. And it's okay to ask for help. Someone said, I learned the hard way. And it's so true. Um, There's a huge difference between postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, although they can sound and sometimes feel similar. The ways that they are treated can be completely different. And so have these open communication have an open line of communication with somebody that's near and close to you, whether that's a friend, maybe that's your mom, 
your husband, whoever, just be able to tell them like, hey, I'm, I'm feeling this really weird way. I'm feeling this weird way about myself, about my baby, about you. Always consult your doctor. They know best. They have seen this. This is literally their job every single day is to take care of women like you and I. Like I said, keep that open line of communication with people around you that know you best that can say, hey, I think you're off. And, and be willing and be receptive and receive that if they say, I think we need to go ask for some help for you and don't be offended. Like drop the offense it's because they love you and they want the best for you. But please, yes, remember that no one is invincible and no one is immune to postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. So totally ask for help. Hey, if you are curious about more of these really funny things that people wrote in, or you want to read them verbatim or go over what we talked about today and get the links to everything we chatted about today, you can find that in our show notes at behindtheblisspodcast.com. If you have one that you didn't hear, but you want to share with the class, then totally go over to Instagram at behindtheblisspodcast and comment on the post about today's episode. What no one told you, but you wished you would have known about pregnancy, labor, birth, or postpartum, we want to hear it all. Sorry, not sorry for going into all these funny details. I hope that you feel met in your mess if this is you, if you're going through pregnancy right now and you're preparing for labor and delivery and postpartum. If you are in this postpartum journey, welcome. We are here with you. I hope that you are feeling a little bit more encouraged and normal and that things go crazy and that is totally fine. And of course, ladies, you know that if you have any questions or you just want to chat or hang out, then slide into our DMs on Instagram or shoot us over an email at hello at behindtheblisspodcast.com. You guys are the best and the whole reason why I was even comfortable talking about all this craziness today. So thank you for being here and being our community. I could not love you more. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.